My name is Joanna. This is the story about what happened to me in the middle of the desert. I hope you believe me because no one else does. Tell me if I'm going crazy. But I swear, this really happened. It's all true. Before I continue, please click the like and subscribe buttons to make sure that you're not going crazy either. Now, let me get back to the story that has everyone thinking that I've completely lost my mind. A few weeks ago, my friend Jackie and I drove to an abandoned town in the middle of nowhere. It was for a paper in school, and we wanted to see it with our own eyes. I researched about this town, and I found out that it was mysteriously abandoned in the 1970s. So there we were, in the middle of the town square, when Jackie suddenly grabbed my arm. Did you see that? She gasped. There's someone else here. But that was absolutely ridiculous. This place had been abandoned for decades. Then, at the corner of my eye, I spotted movement between the buildings. A sudden crying sound filled the air. It sounded so creepy. It would have been wise to run away, but I was more curious than afraid. I was about to run to the direction of the sound when Jackie grabbed my arm again. She pointed at the ground. If this was really an abandoned town, why were there so many footprints? Please, help! Someone cried out. I ran to the source of the sound and I saw a red-headed girl laying in the dirt. Help me, she begged. Tell the others that it's not true. We're all safe. Go west until you find them. You have to tell them it's okay to come out. The girl wasn't making any sense. She grabbed my shirt and pulled me closer. You have to save them, she whispered desperately. Then she fainted. Of all the things that could have happened on this trip, this was the very last thing that I expected. I ran back to Jackie. There's a girl over here, I told her. She told me that there are other people in trouble, then she fainted. Get some water for her and I can go and find the others. Jackie thought it was a terrible idea, but I told her that I had no choice. Just take care of the girl, please, I cried. I have to find the people that she's talking about. So I ran to the direction of the setting sun. There was a huge mountain in front of me. My feet pounded on the ground, but after a while, I realized that I wasn't running on sand anymore. I looked down and saw that I was standing on planks of wood. I knelt down to take a closer look when the wood creaked and gave out. My weight was too much for it. The planks broke and I fell into a dark void in the middle of the desert. Everything happened so fast. Suddenly, I was falling and falling. When I finally hit the ground below, I could barely make out the sky peeking through the broken planks of wood. I looked around and my heart stopped. I fell into an underground den and it was full of snakes. They were everywhere, but the snakes weren't moving at all. Very, very carefully, I stepped over them, but then I stepped on something that crunched loudly. After a few seconds, the air was filled with rattling noises. The snakes were awake! I screamed and I ran! I needed to get out of there! A few feet away, I saw a gap on the floor. I kept on running. Then I closed my eyes and jumped. Thank goodness that snakes couldn't follow. I turned on the flashlight of my phone. I broke out in cold sweat when I saw that I had just leaped over a deep chasm. I couldn't even see the bottom. I cursed when I saw that my phone wasn't picking up a signal. How in the world was I going to get out of this? I walked deeper into the cave, and that's when I realized that it was huge. Then I stepped on something wet and squishy. Ew! The floor was covered with some kind of yucky brown stuff. Then from above me, I heard the whisper of wings. When I pointed the flashlight up, I was petrified. Hanging above my head was thousands of bats, and they were all starting to twitch. With a swoop, they all came flying down. I screamed and I ran as fast as I could. I covered my head with my arms, and I could feel their disgusting hair wings on my skin. Suddenly, without warning, I slipped on the floor and I began to slide. The floor was slipping south, and it turned into a giant slide going down, down, down. I tried to grab at anything I could hang onto, but my useless fingers just scraped on cold stone. I'm going to die, I thought. 
I kept on falling until some icy water slapped into me. I fell into cold, dark water, and the current carried me away. I kicked my feet in desperation, and my head bobbed above the water. I gasped for air and screamed. Help! I cried. I was desperately trying to tread. Miraculously, I was still clutching my phone, but the flashlight couldn't even penetrate the depths of this river. It was just so creepy, and heaven only knows what was swimming underneath me. Suddenly, I heard a splash. A few moments later, something wrapped around my body. I was sure it was an octopus, or a giant squid, or a terrible monster. I tried to push it away, but I wasn't strong enough to fight it. Water was rushing through my mouth and nose. Help! I tried to say one last time, but I couldn't even hear the sound of my own voice. Dark water was all around me, and I closed my eyes, knowing that I was drowning. When my eyes opened, I was laying on the cold, hard ground. I sat up, coughing and wheezing. Who are you? A voice suddenly said. I spun around and saw a teenage boy. He was pale, and there was a small campfire beside him. Of all the things I've seen inside that cave, this was the craziest one yet. My name is Ben, he said to my shocked face. Who are you? Are you alright? I pulled you from the river. <coughs> my, my name is Joanna, I managed to sputter out. What is this place? But Ben didn't answer my question right away. He was staring at me curiously. It was like he's never seen a girl before. Then, with a very serious face, he asked me if I was an alien. <laughs> what? I cried. After being chased by snakes and bats, and after falling down into an underground river, I felt slightly hysterical. I couldn't help but laugh. No, I replied. I'm just a girl. Where am I? What is this place? Then he told me something that was totally unbelievable. He said that his people lived inside these caves. They called themselves moles. They moved here decades ago to run away from the aliens that were coming to take over the surface of the planet. He kept asking if aliens had invaded the Earth now. I highly doubt that, I replied. The boy was obviously out of his mind. Then he continued with his story. His people used to live in a nice town, but their town leader found a prophecy. It said that aliens were coming and they would take the shape of all their women. When the aliens possess the bodies of all the women, they will devour all the men, Ben said. That's why we keep the women in the deeper parts of the cave, to keep them safe. That was the most outrageous thing I had ever heard. I don't know if this boy was crazy or not. He didn't look delusional though. He actually looked kind of cute. In a caveman sort of way. Tell me about yourself, he said. Where did you come from? He was still looking at me with that almost odd look. So I started talking. I told him about my friends and my family. I told him about my house, my school, and the paper I was writing about abandoned towns. Somehow, I managed to convince him that life on Earth went on just about as usual. Then he held up my phone. I grabbed it from his hand. It was a little wet, but it was still working. I scrolled through the pictures and showed them to Ben. He stared and shook his head. At that moment, I heard footsteps coming closer. Get away from him! Someone cried out. There were about 30 men coming towards me, all carrying torches, shotguns, and spears. When they got closer, they pushed me to the ground. Are you one of them? They screamed. Are you an alien? Before I could answer, they tied up my arms and legs. Then they stuffed my head inside a bag. I struggled and they carried me off. I could barely breathe. When they finally removed the bag over my head, I gasped in shock. I was inside a stone chamber. All the men were still there. Are you an alien? They asked again. How did you find us? I told them everything that I had told Ben, but they didn't believe me. They came closer, and their torches almost touched my skin. Then, another man came forward with a spear pointed straight at me. I'm not an alien! I'm just a regular girl! I sobbed. I cried some more when I heard Ben's voice. He told them that they had done enough. He showed them my phone. That looks like alien technology! 
someone cried. It's not, Ben replied calmly. He asked me to turn it on, and I showed them all the selfies that I took. I showed them a picture of my dog. I showed them pictures of me and my friends in school. Ben faced the rest of the men. The prophecy is wrong, he declared. Then he said that he wanted to go up to the surface. They all raised their voices and argued for a long time. I was thankful when the men finally left. Ben came over and kneeled in front of me. Drink this, Joanna, he said. He offered me some food. I was so tired and so hungry by then, but the food in the bowl looked absolutely disgusting. It was some kind of stew with slimy gray things floating inside. Ew! I cried. I'm not going to eat that. No way. Ben explained that it was made of mushrooms, worms, and fish that they got from the river. He made me eat it. I gagged at the first bite, but I made myself swallow. I needed my strength. I needed to get out of here. While I tried not to throw up, he explained that there were many ways out of the cave, but they were forbidden to leave. They had sent a lot of scouts out before, but no one ever came back. But this time, they all agreed that a whole group of them were going up with me. I tried to wrap my head around all this craziness. I wondered if all the new information was going to turn my hair white. It was only then that I remembered the redhead girl who told me to look for them in the first place. She was probably a scout. Only men are scouts, he replied. But I insisted that it was a girl, and she definitely didn't look like an alien to me. Ben didn't want to argue about that anymore. He just wanted to leave the caves. Although he was born and raised there, he started doubting the prophecy years ago. After a while, the men came back. Some of them were looking at me strangely, but I didn't care. Ben led me out of the room, and we all walked for a very long time. We were deeper into the earth than I had realized. In one tunnel, I noticed sparkly things in the rocks. <gasps> Are those diamonds? I gasped. They were! There were even some just lying on the floor! I was holding one as big as my fist when a man poked my back with his gun. He growled and told me to hurry up. We must have walked for miles and miles. We only stopped for a quick bite. I refused to eat the stew again. Instead, I told Ben that the first thing I was going to do when we got to the surface was to sink my teeth into the biggest cheeseburger I could find. What's a cheeseburger? He asked innocently. I felt so bad for him then. Imagining not knowing what a cheeseburger tastes like? Finally, we were going up a steep slope, and the air was getting warmer. There was light shining through gaps in the ceiling. One man pushed a wooden beam on the ceiling, and it creaked open. Light flooded inside. Someone pushed me to the exit and told me to go first. I pulled myself up and climbed out. Then I gasped again. I was back in the abandoned town, right in the middle of it. That was the same spot where I was standing when Jackie grabbed my arm. But I realized that the bright light didn't come from the sun. It was nighttime, and the whole town was lit with spotlights. There were police cars and uniformed men all around. The moment I stepped out, I heard shouting coming from every direction. Joanna! cried a voice I recognized. Jackie was running towards me. You're safe! What happened to you? I wanted to explain everything to her, but I didn't even know where to start. Before I could say anything, however, I felt a tight grip on my arm. It was a woman in uniform. She told me that she was bringing me to the hospital right away, but I didn't want to leave just yet. I explained that I had to say goodbye to Ben. I wanted to see how the others were reacting to seeing the outside world for the first time. The cop wouldn't let me. She dragged me to the back of the police car and ordered Jackie in with me. There was another cop sitting in the front passenger seat. Wait, I cried again. I want to see Ben. Jackie asked who Ben was as we sped away. I turned around for one last look. There was something hovering directly above the town. It was like a round-shaped disc, and it shone a light directly on a group of men on the ground. It suddenly became windy, and the light was hurting my eyes. What's going on? I cried in panic. Where's that light coming from? That's our only helicopter, the cop replied calmly. You're going to be alright. I asked what was going to happen to the men in the tunnel. The lady cop said that she didn't know what I was talking about. She said that I 
was the only one who came out. No, I insisted. Ben was there with the others. They all live underground. They were trying to get away from the aliens. I knew I wasn't making any sense. Jackie was looking at me like I was crazy. Then the other person in the front seat turned around. When I saw her face, I felt the hairs on my arms rise up. She was the red-headed girl. There are no other people underground, she said slowly. You were the only one there. The only other person you saw were the soldiers we sent to find you. She looked right at me. Maybe it was the trick of the light, but I saw a glint of red in her eyes. You must have sunstroke. You must have hit your head, she added slowly. It was like she was talking to a sick child. You're being delusional right now. You were lost for a long time. Jackie held my hand and told me how frantic everyone was with the search. She said that I would feel so much better after getting checked out by a doctor. I'm telling the truth, I shouted. Why won't you believe me? But Jackie was looking at me like I was crazy or something. I looked out the window and tried not to cry. Did I really just dream about everything that happened to me in that cave? Was I losing my mind? I reached into my pocket, totally regretting that I never even took a single picture in the caves. Then, I felt something. There was something hard and rough in my pocket. If this was all a dream, I wondered, then why do I have a fist-sized diamond in my hand?